How's it going, FPL managers? You're welcome along to another episode of the Fantasyland FPL podcast. With myself, Stephen Gilroy, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram under the handle at FantasylandFPL. This week on the podcast, we've a little bit to get through because I've not been on for a while. It's been, I'd say, at least three or four weeks since the last time I've done a podcast. And uh, apologies for that, but with exams and work and different stuff like that, it's just been hard to find the time to sit down and actually review what has happened over the last couple of game weeks. But we're going to take a look at everything that's happened in game week 25 so far. Of course, it is a double game week. It's not finished just quite yet. Uh, There is one more game at the time of recording this podcast. Uh, Manchester United play Brighton tonight, which is Tuesday night. And uh, yeah, there's Champions League action as well. So let's just dive into what has happened so far in game week 25. So the first game of Game Week 25, of course, was on Saturday afternoon between Manchester United and Southampton. The game finished one all with goals from Sancho and Che Adams with the equaliser for Southampton. Uh, It is a double game week, of course, Manchester United, so we still have a chance to see a return for either Ronaldo or Bruno or anybody else that we might have, because I know a lot of people have probably either got Bruno in uh, on their transfer uh, for last weekend, and they'll be hoping for a return tonight. But yeah, just probably, you know, a little bit of a disappointing result in terms of a return for Bruno. I was hoping that he might do something in this game, and then he definitely do something against Brighton on Tuesday. But it's not to be, I guess, it just kind of reflects on where Manchester United are at the minute. Uh, probably just not playing to their absolute maximum potential. So uh, we'll just have to keep an eye on that. But for the double game week, because I didn't do a podcast last week, uh, I did get him in very, very late uh, last weekend. But it was one of them things that I don't think you can really be without a player like Bruno for a double game week. And he did serve me very, very well in the last double game week as well, of course, with a 44-pointer. So I was hoping for something similar, but because uh, it hasn't happened yet, I still have hope that he might get a couple of points tonight uh, to finish off the game week on a high. Moving on then to Crystal Palace and Brentford, which finished nil all. So I transferred out Zaha, and thank God I did, because uh, Palace just seemed to be a little bit kind of up and down at the moment. You know, you don't really know what you're going to get week on week. They still have some pretty good assets available to us, but... Not really interested at the minute. Everton, of course, had a 3-0 win over Leeds. Yeah, just as as a Leeds fan, it just seems to be going from bad to worse in the last few weeks. But a uh, good win for Everton in the course of the relegation race to try and get out of it. Uh, you know, Lampard will be delighted to get a win in that uh, game against Leeds. We were bad, um, fairly bad for most of that game. We just never seemed to get going. And uh, Everton will be really, really uh, happy with that win. They'll believe they can go on and rack off a few more. Next up was Watford and Brighton. Brighton won by two goals to nil. So uh, goals from, uh, I think it was Webster and Neil Mope. Yeah, so, and then an assist from Tyreek Lamptey, which is, he's actually on my watch list, uh, which we'll speak about in a bit. But good win for Brighton in that. Then moving on to Norwich and Man City, the late kickoff on Saturday. Uh, the big news from that one, of course, was that Kevin De Bruyne didn't play. So a lot of people I know had resisted the temptation to get rid of Kevin De Bruyne in that one. But uh, I did. I, I got rid of him for Bruno and I brought in, brought, brought in Bruno because it just wasn't... Uh, I, I don't know if I had kind of foreseen that it was going to happen. I didn't think it was going to happen, Like, but I suppose maybe in the back of my mind... Uh, I always felt like Norwich would be a game where they don't really need 
Kevin O'Brien to play 90 minutes. They probably don't even need him to play 45, to be fair. And uh, the real hero in that game, of course, was Raheem starting with a, with a hat-trick. And he also missed a penalty as well, so he could have had even more. Uh, Phil Foden, another popular pick in the Man City assets, uh, got himself on the score sheet. So Sterling got himself all three bonus points in that game. Good win for Man City. They keep up their uh, relentless pursuit of the Premier League title. Then moving on to the Sunday games, Liverpool beat Burnley by goal to nil, a game that was probably seen as a potential banana skin for Liverpool, but they got through it uh, unscathed with a goal from Fabinho. I suppose a lot of us who had resisted temptation to get Salah back early uh, ahead of the double game week this week, um, you know, I suppose we were kind of you know, hiding behind our sofas, hoping that uh, he wouldn't go on a on a massive haul. And uh, that's exactly what happened. So he was relatively uh, quiet in the game. I think he had a couple of chances, but uh, nothing of note. So, yeah, happy that uh, I got through that one alive and uh, it didn't punish me in any shape or form. Then Newcastle and Villa. Uh, Newcastle won by a goal to nil. Uh, Kieran, Kieran Trippier with a free kick. Um, I think Kieran Trippier now has actually been ruled out of the next few games for Newcastle with them at tarsal injury and that'll be a big blow for Newcastle because he's been playing really really well I think uh, he's got a, he got a free kick against Everton during the week last week and he's got another one here so he's single-handedly keeping them up at the minute then moving on to Spurs and Wolves a surprise win for Wolves a game you really would have felt that Spurs might have won uh, by a couple of goals or two goals to nil at least uh, but no, it was the other way around. Wolves won by two goals against Spurs. Uh, Raul Jimenez was on the score sheet in that one. Um, very surprising. So I think Spurs are kind of still stuck in a little bit of limbo at the moment. They're kind of stuck in a little bit of, uh, I suppose, transition and trying to impose what Antonio Conte is trying to do and trying to play their own brand of football as well. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of weeks with them. And then the final game on Sunday was a cracker. So Leicester drew two all with West Ham with that man, Jared Bowen, uh, getting himself a goal and an assist on the day. Uh, I think Pereira and Tielemans were the goal scorers for Leicester. So that is pretty much all the games that have happened so far, as I mentioned. Uh, Manchester United play Brighton tonight in the Premier League. So hopefully uh, we can get a big Bruno Hall and uh, us captainers can uh, reap the benefits of that. Moving on to the watch list. So again, the watch list is just a uh, small selection of players that I've picked over the course of the weekend that look all right. Uh, some players we already have, some players I don't have, but the rest you might have. Um, but yeah, I just have uh, four or five names put down here. Uh, starting off with Tyreek Lamptey of Brighton and Hove Albion. I think with Tyreek Lamptey at the minute, it's a case of, for a long time, his minutes would have been managed, but now it seems like he's getting his extended run in the team. He got an assist the last night. He's a good price for a Brighton defender. I already have Cucurella as one of my Brighton defenders, so I'm happy enough to uh, to keep that for another while. Um, I'm not going to run out and buy him, but he definitely is a good option. Uh, Sterling then of Manchester City, I think... Uh, Again, I wouldn't really be running out to get Sterling straight away because the rotation still kind of puts me off. But I think for you know performance like that, good goals going performance like that, he always always has to come up on your radar, and you always just have to think about it at least a little bit because 
you know, he is a fairly good goal scorer when he's in the groove. So if he did get an extended run of games in Pep's side, then uh, he could definitely be someone that uh, we could consider. Bowen then of West Ham United, I know he is very, very high owned. I don't have him at the minute. Um, I'm probably looking to get him back soon enough if I can because if he keeps up this sort of form, it's very, very hard to ignore a player that's playing that well. So he got himself in a goal, he got himself a goal and an assist on Sunday against Leicester. Then uh, I had Trippier down on my list here, but obviously, as I just mentioned there, uh, he suffered an injury and that is going to be uh, a blow for Newcastle. And uh, it's also going to be a blow for anybody that has put him into their FPL team straight away because I know some people might have made an early move before the price change uh, was put into place for Trippier because it's inevitable, I suppose, when a player is playing that well that the price is going to go up. Then the final name on the list is uh, Diaz of Liverpool, their brand new signing. So I had a conversation with uh, a Liverpool fan about him. Uh, I watched a little bit of him in the game against Leicester and in fairness he looks he looks like the real deal he looks pretty good i think the thing we need to figure out now is who is he in direct competition with is he in competition competition with the likes of uh mané or jada um i don't think he's really in competition with salah to be honest like he's the first name on the list every time um but yeah 8 million he is pricey but for a player i suppose we don't know that much about we'll have to wait and see how he gets on but the early signs show I suppose that he uh, is a fairly fairly uh, you know flashy player very creative uh, and he's going to add something a little bit different to that Liverpool attack um, you know a different dimension and uh, it's going to take them to a new level I suppose in their pursuit of the Champions League as well he's going to be very important to uh, be playing uh, in them games so they are just some of the lists uh, some of the names on my watch list and um just a few names to consider. To be honest, it was a weekend where there wasn't an awful lot of names kind of sticking out. And when I sat down and watched the highlights, I I could I could only really pick out maybe two or three or four names. So hopefully, hopefully that might give you a little bit of insight into uh, some names anyway that you could go for. Um, that is the watch list done and dusted. Time to have a little look now at where my rank is at the moment so i'm sitting at about 180k at the minute so i've kind of been you know jumping up and down between uh, 180k i think it was 135k over the course of the weekend that's not bad i think i'm probably where i want to be at the minute i always said look if i can finish inside the top 100k that's pretty much where i want to be um not much has changed i mean i don't think it's going to change too much especially with uh, the players that I own, the likes of you know, the likes of Jada, the likes of Cancelo, the likes of Trent. As I mentioned in podcasts, you know, weeks and months gone by, you don't really gain much by having these players. I mean, they're not differentials of any sort at all. And it's very hard to gain any ground in a mini league or, you know, in your rank if you if you have all these players. So what I try to do is, I mean, the likes of Cucurella, the likes of you know Captain and Bruno for a double game week, um, you know the likes of having Coutinho before everybody else. I think one of my mates in the mini league uh, that I'm in had Coutinho last week, and that was a big differential for him. So his rank just rises and rises. So um, yeah, 180k as I mentioned, uh, probably 
Hoping to improve that uh, after Bruno plays tonight. Uh, and if not, then we'll just go at it again for the double game week. Uh, I'll speak about the double game week in a minute. But let's just have a look at some of the good and bad points of game week 25 so far. So the good, Sanchez with a six-pointer along with Brighton defender Cucurella. That was nice to get. Trent Alexander-Arnold with a six-pointer. Foden with an eight-pointer. And Bruno has got four points so far, but I have a question mark beside him. So uh, he has more potential for tonight against Brighton. So hopefully he can do the business there. Obviously, Cucurella and Sanchez may suffer as a result, but I don't mind that too much. Cancelo then, uh, at the bad, obviously. Uh, Cancelo then didn't start, didn't play any of that game against Norwich. So he ended up with a zero-pointer. Dinha got a two-pointer. Jada with a one-pointer. He came off the bench. He didn't start. Rafinha then with a one-pointer, continue with a two-pointer, and Emmanuel Dennis with a one-pointer. I think I'm due to get Josh King off the bench. So uh, that's going to be a big two-pointer to add to uh, my tally for the week so far. So that's some of the good and bad. That's how my team got on so far. I'm on 37 uh, at the moment. So hopefully that'll change after tonight. Hopefully Bruno will go out there and score a hat-trick. That would be an ideal scenario. It'd be absolutely fantastic. It'd save my game week and it'll probably turn it into a really, really good game week. But we'll just have to wait and see. So, final point on the uh, podcast notes that I have here is my plan for double game week 26. So, double game week 26 is starting this weekend and the big thing that a lot of people will be trying to do is get triple Liverpool okay so that's the situation I'm going to be in I just have a couple of notes written down uh, about what the plan is for the double game week so Salah in for Bruno and I have a question mark beside the triple captainship so a lot of people are probably going to captain Salah they're probably going to triple captain Salah this week because of the fixtures like let's call let's call a spade a spade Norwich and Leeds Norwich with the way they are and Leeds especially with the way they are you just wouldn't hold out much confidence for um, anything else going different for you now the only thing I would say is like obviously we're all running risk and we're, we're running you know a certain you know um, I suppose a certain risk factor captaining a player like Salah especially when he blanked against Burnley at the weekend but I don't see I don't see how that's going to be an issue. I think, you know, Norwich and Leeds, they provide enough attacking opportunities for for opponents that they can um that they can really exploit it. So a lot of people are probably gonna do it, but you know, I'm probably gonna be one of them too. So I'm probably gonna get Salah in for Bruno. I'm gonna put put the triple captainship on him. To do that, I'll have to mo- move Phil Foden on. And that doesn't really bother me too much. I'm happy to do that because uh, just at the moment with the Man City uh, rotation, you know, to have one Man City player is fine at the moment. I'm just looking to build a little bit of a double game week squad. Uh, Saka is probably going to come in for Foden, so Saka has a double game week also. So for a minus four, I think then I'll be added around maybe five or six uh, double game week players. You know, so I'll have the three. I'll have the three Liverpool players. I'll have J- Jada. Uh, I'll have Salah. And I'll have um, Trent Alexander-Arnold. I'll have King and Emmanuel Dennis as well. They, of course, have a double game week as well. They play Aston Villa and Crystal Palace. Mm, doesn't really fill me with too much hope, either of them players. Like, I'm going to have to get rid of them over the next couple of weeks anyways. But, 
yeah, you know, I mean, I suppose they're going to stay for now. One of them might even get a start. Then I have Lacassette and Kieran Tierney. They have two decent fixtures against Brentford and Wolves, so I'm going to hang on to them. And yeah, so that'll bring me up to two, four, five, six. Yeah, about six, five or six uh, double game week players, which is absolutely fine. Um, as I said, the Watford boys have a double game week as well, but I have them written down on the notes here. Uh, I don't necessarily want to keep them for an awful lot longer. Uh, if I can just get Saka in for uh, Phil Foden for the double game week, that will do absolutely fine. So that is the plan for double game week 26. It's probably just going to be two transfers. It's going to be Bruno to uh, Salah and it's going to be Foden to Saka or maybe someone else that has a double game week also. But I think I just think Saka is a decent option. Arsenal seem to go okay, you know, for small periods of time. And I'm happy enough to have the likes of Lacassette at the minute. He's uh, doing okay in my squad. And Kieran Tierney, of course, he always has uh, unlimited opportunities for attacking returns. So that is the plan for Game Week 26. And the final point I have here on my notes is um, a review of my season so far. So I I was doing the notes up for the podcast today and I said, you know, why not? I'll just do a small review on where I think I am at the minute and where I think I'm going to end up. Obviously, we're on Game Week 25, um, heading into Game Week 26. We're almost, you know, 12 or 13 games game weeks left of the season obviously it's going to feel like an awful lot longer but yeah i mean i suppose 180k as i as i mentioned before um do i think it's where i w- would would have been at this time at the start of the season uh yeah i probably would have hoped to be inside the top 100k but where i am is absolutely fine i haven't had a look at livefpl.net to see where or how close I am to getting inside that top 100k but I'm sure it's not too far some of the decisions that I've made have went really really well some of them haven't went so well I mean I think back to the to the day or the game week that I captained Raul Jimenez uh, and everyone else went for the likes of Salah or or Fernandez so decisions like that still creep into my game sometimes and I'm still a little bit impulsive when it comes to captaincy but I suppose if you look at it right um, I have the Premier League uh, website open in front of me and I've you know had a look at some of uh, the options that I went for over the last you know three or four weeks so just to put it into a bit of context like my captain last week was Kevin De Bruyne and he got himself a 22 pointer which was you know absolutely perfect then if you go back Another week, my captain was uh, De Bruyne again, a 16-pointer for him. And then, as as far as I know, the weekend before that was Bruno Fernandes. He got himself a 46-point haul. Uh, so that's that's three captaincy picks in a row. And then the uh, yeah the week weekend before that was Antonio with an 18-pointer. 18 so that was uh, the double game week, of course. So that was fine. That was another good captaincy pick. And then, uh, of course... Uh, then I had Salah the following or the previous week. That was a bad game week. Game week uh, twenty or yeah, game week twenty was bad. So Salah was my captain, but then uh, I had Foden as my vice captain, so that was fine. So that's that's five captaincy picks nailed. Do you know that's that's not bad. That's actually really really good. Um, I don't think I've ever nailed five 
captaincy picks before in fantasy Premier League. I've always maybe got maybe one or two, um, maybe three at the very most, but five, it's pretty good. And hopefully, look, I've picked, I've put the armband on Bruno for the double game week this week. He's got four points so far. Um, if he scores twice tonight, then, you know, we're in the business and everything is fine. Everything's worked out. So um, I'm happy enough with that. But yeah, just, uh, I suppose when I think about how much I've enjoyed the season as well. I think I've definitely enjoyed the season a lot more since the turn of Christmas. Um, maybe it's because I've had a little bit of an upturn in form. I started to get to the top of a few of my mini leagues. And as I mentioned on my Twitter page a couple of weeks ago, I won not just one, but two manager of the month prizes for two mini leagues that I was in. Uh, one was work and one is just a few of my mates. So um, yeah, so I think I won, you know, the the guts of about 150 euros that's not too bad like so i paid 50 in one and 20 in another so it's not too bad at all uh, to to get some of your money back and uh, gain a little bit as well so yeah just things like that make the game more enjoyable i think the mini leagues do get you know overlooked sometimes but if you can win a man- manager of the month prize and uh, you know gain a few a few quid for yourself then uh, it's all good so yeah generally happy uh, we still have a long way to go of course and uh, I suppose at the end of the season when I sit down and uh, hopefully talk about how I got inside the top 100k and maybe in around the, uh, you know, 60, 70, 80k. I mean, is that being ambitious? I'm not too sure. But I think it's I think it's definitely something achievable. Okay, that's it. I'm out of here. I'm off to uh, plan a little bit more for uh, the double game week 26. And um, I'm also going to hope for a big Bruno Hall tonight. Best of luck for the rest of Game Week 25 if you have anybody tonight. And for Game Week 26, uh, best of luck whoever you decide to captain. If you decide to go with the triple captain option of Salah, which everybody else probably will. Or if you have another option in your head, best of luck to you. I'll be back next week to do a full breakdown of Game Week 26. And we're going to have a look ahead to Game Week 27. So uh, we'll talk to you soon. Best of luck and take care. Good luck.